Thank you, Anne. Our text is verse 3. Those who guard their lips guard their life, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. And we're going to also uh, bring in uh, various other Proverbs. Quite a number of Proverbs speak about being careful in how we speak. Congregation of Jesus Christ, it's always... Uh, just of interest to read some Proverbs. I don't know, even in the reading, if some struck you. They are all just very, uh, very insightful and, and bringing things uh, forward that are, are of interest and are of uh, value. We can't dwell on all of them, but we're looking specifically this evening at that aspect of being careful uh, in what we say. There is uh, some statistical evidence that suggests that uh, women need to be more careful than men. There's some suggestion that women speak uh, more than men. They average even a few thousand words a day more than men. I'm not sure about that. We had our family get together this afternoon. We were sitting about uh, my in-laws and and I just kind of sat back and listened, and the men were holding their own pretty good. There was a lot of chatter going on about farm and trucks, and they were they were keeping right up with the ladies. So I, I don't know about the statistic overall. We all need to be careful how we speak, because we all do speak quite a bit. And so... That reality is before us this morning, or this evening. Be careful with what you say. I wanted to add as well body language. Apart from how we we speak, the actual attitude that that we bring into a conversation or in relation with people, the the stares or the the blank looks or the, the scowl or the smile, or, or how we sit like this, or, or, or more open. There is huge, huge interaction back and forth. And you are speaking by, by even your attitude, your body language. And so there too, that, that we, we seek to present ourselves, our words, our actions, in, in a very Christian, loving, godly way. I did also run across again uh, this week, just just that caution when we, especially in our culture, email people or text people, and you think, oh, this is, this is just whatever, blah, 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 send. And then you have to just pause generally, too, if you're, if you're just sending a, an ordinary, factual little message, it's it's generally received okay. If if there's a little something in it, it, it can be just oh wait a minute. It's it can suddenly be more hurtful than you would think. And if you are actually writing something that is is maybe a little bit yeah critical or then it comes across very very hurtful. So the the caution is always too if, if you are uncertain, just phone the person or talk to the person face-to-face. Be careful, too, in that area in terms of what you are uh, saying in an email and, uh, and just what, 
how it comes across in an email. You don't have any facial expression. You don't have any tone of voice. And, and people take things, ooh, what, what is this? What have I done wrong? Why are they angry at me? Well, they're not really. But So the caution to be careful in all these areas is what the, the Bible is speaking to here. Most specifically, in the context, the words that we say. And so Proverbs 13, verse 3, those who guard their lips guard their life, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Summarizing what Proverbs says about this is that in, in terms of three basic areas that we would think before we speak, very, very good Practice, think carefully before you speak. Always speak the truth and speak the truth gently in love. So we're going to look at how the Proverbs uh, guide us in this sense of how we speak. First of all, think before you speak. Proverbs 16, 23, intelligent people think before they speak. Maybe you've had it yourself. Where, where you are speaking and all of a sudden it strikes you. Wait a minute. This is, is not good. This is dumb. This is not right. You are the one talking. And suddenly your brain kicks in. And best thing to do is just stop for a moment. What am I saying? Why am I saying this? That reality... Our, our words, our reactions come out faster than we can fully comprehend. And so you have people who, who, who then respond, oops, I wasn't thinking. Yeah, right. Okay, let's start again. Because we should take the time to think before we speak. Along with that, if... If you are about to respond and and you're about to say something that that yeah you don't really know if you if you pause if you think about it for a moment then then by God's grace the person that you're responding to in the silence they might just say a little something more about what it is they meant and then. Oh, well, that's what you meant. Yeah, so if you speak a little less, listen a little more, take a little more time, that is very beneficial. So the, the sense of, of the Proverbs 2, thinking before you speak, opens the way to listening, learning to, to think and listen before you speak, that, that you you have a, a sense, too, of, of responding carefully and well. Helps things become clear in terms of how you feel, how someone else feels. And so a good discipline to get into. The obvious point to remember, Proverbs 18, verse 20, you have to live with the consequences of everything you say. 
I was speaking uh, on Saturday with uh, Blaine Calkin. I happened to run into him at the opening of the Lacombe Trail. And they had the ribbon cutting there. And he was there. And uh, Mr. Fox was there, right? Our, our provincial gentleman. And, and again, a very, very careful in how they speak. It was, uh, yeah, hello, how are you? And then, and then too, kind of, are you a supporter or not a supporter, right? Okay, and that, that kind of gets fished around a little bit. And then, yeah, do you, are, are you going to lay into me or not? These politicians wondering, are you here to, to just give it to me or, or not? And just, just slowly, carefully, I, I guess they learn it as they go forward, hey? They, and then... They also have the, the thing, too. You see sometimes in politics where a, a quote comes up from a number of years ago. He said this about that. And all of a sudden, you have the consequences. Thankfully, we don't have to live with that kind of overhanging. But I, I noticed how carefully they, they engaged people. And it's... it's Definitely true. What we say has consequences. I noticed it too, listening in on Synod, Synod 2013, as the church gathered together there, and, and having been at Synod years ago too, those meetings that, that, that the best speakers uh, carefully, carefully speak to the issue. And, and you say, ah, oh, just say whatever. No. Think carefully, biblically, address the question, give clear input that's helpful, and we can move forward. And, and having that sense, too, we want to build up. We want to be careful what we say. Examples that come to mind in terms of our lives, everyday lives, have you ever promised your children We'll do this, or we'll do that. And you just throw it out. Hey, yeah, absolutely, we're going to go do that. And it doesn't work out so well, because you weren't really thinking, then it doesn't really work. And there you go. You said it, and you don't do it. Not good. Or have you ever accepted an invitation and later regretted that you had? There is, there is that sense of, of what we say has consequences. And so we want to be careful how we speak. We want to think before we speak. So I have on the handout, and otherwise just a mental little exercise for you, if you rate yourself in terms of how, how you are at this, and if you could... Uh, consider too, do you need to work at this? If you give yourself a one, if you always think before you speak. Give yourself a five, if you tend to say too much and get in hot water a fair bit. If you're somewhere in the middle, three is not actually an option. That's a little pet peeve of mine. Don't pick three, because... What is that? You're either one way or you're the other. Okay? No safe middle ground here. Because we are 
that's just, and then to, to recognize that and to be uh, aware and to be a little more careful if we need to be, or else, yeah, to continue to work well in that area. The second statement, always speak the truth. That ties into number one. It's quite a statement. Always speak the truth. You can, you can definitely agree, I hope. We always want to speak the truth. Absolutely. And if you speak carefully, you can. You can. You can absolutely. If you thoughtfully, carefully express yourself, you can speak the truth. It definitely means no outright lying. It also means no exaggerating. It's amazing how, how yeah, telling a story, a fish story, a, the exaggeration gets in to make yourself look a little better, make someone else look a little worse. Simply speak the truth. Just try to express yourself thoughtfully, Speaking the truth. To be honest. In practice, it's often very different. We always have a reason why it's not really good to be totally honest in a particular situation. Proverbs 10.10, though, says someone who holds back the truth causes trouble. And and that that really gets at the sense, oh, I'm, I'm holding back the truth to not cause trouble. But then God's word, the Proverbs say, speak the truth so that you don't, if you, if you hold back the truth, you're actually causing trouble. We often think we want to avoid conflict. We want to keep the peace. We want to not make waves, not rock the boat, especially in relationships with someone we care about in marriage, perhaps. We hope to avoid every disagreement, but but to recognize that that there is careful place to talk about things, and in fact, to speak the truth is is to develop intimacy, to be open and honest with how you truly feel, and to enter into a truthful expression with. Someone you truly love. That's a loving thing. Couples who don't express the truth that way have very superficial relationships. They're, they're just two people living together. They're not, not talking, not openly engaging, not working through things that need to be worked through honestly with each other. Proverbs 24 verse 26 says, An honest answer is the sign of a true friendship. So the opposite, dishonesty, is a lack of love. You don't lie to people you love. You level with them. You say this might hurt a little bit, but we've got to deal with it. That reality of speaking truthfully. Say how we feel. Hear how the other person feels. Be honest with ourselves and with others and with God. And that builds up a relationship, a thoughtful engaging together. 
Proverbs 28, verse 23, in the end, people appreciate frankness more than flattery. The alternative is, too, you're you're just playing games. You're just talking by each other. That you're, you're just saying things you don't really mean. Hinting at things, but never really coming out with it. So that reality, too, just to be frank in a careful and caring way. And so the Bible says that we would speak the truth. So again, I would ask you to evaluate yourselves on this level, in this area. How honest am I? One to five with those who are closest to me. If you are honest with each other and are working through things with people, give yourself a one. One is the best. Five is if people don't really have any idea how you truly feel, that's not really so helpful. So that's a five, that you're not being honest with yourself and other people, and that's not a loving way to communicate. The third thing, speak the truth gently in love. Speak the truth in love. And there we have that clear qualifier. Do not use truth as a club. Proverbs 12, verse 18 says, Thoughtless words can wound as deeply as any sword but wisely spoken words can heal. So indeed our words can wound or they can heal. But that reality of of using our words to heal is that caring interaction. Sometimes thoughtless words can be very hurtful. And sometimes we say the most thoughtless things. And sometimes we can justify it by saying, well, they deserve it. But the Bible calls that foolishness. That's not a virtue. We are called to do everything in love, Ephesians 4, verse 15, to to live out God's will for our lives. And Philippians 4, verse 8, also or verse 6, says also, with gentleness. So that reality of as we speak to one another, that we do so with care. Also, Proverbs 12, 25, a word of encouragement does wonders. When you, when you actually get an encouraging word, what an encouragement it is. Barnabas is mentioned in the New Testament as a friend of Paul. And as they travel together, the word Barnabas, uh, the name Barnabas is also, uh, he's given the nickname, the son of encouragement or the encourager. And as he went about too, he, he had that sense of lifting people up, seeing God at work in their lives and giving them a word of encouragement, an honest word, a true word, an encouraging You are going to meet a lot of people this week without even knowing anything about any of the people you're going to meet. I can tell you that all of them could use a word of encouragement. There's struggles in everybody's life. 
People are always dealing with things. So if you can come alongside, if you can give a word of encouragement, what a blessing. Not a put down, not sarcasm, not tease, but speak a loving word of encouragement. What a beautiful gift. So I want you to to also evaluate yourselves in this area. In terms of, do you speak those words of encouragement? How often do you encourage others? Do you give them a stroke or a poke? Do you nag or do you brag about them? Those who give good encouragement, give yourself a one. Those who very seldom do, Give yourself a five. Try every day to say something encouraging to your husband, to your wife, to your kids, to your friends. Seek to build them up. People of God, be careful what you say. Proverbs 13, verse 3. Those who guard their lips, guard their life. When you look at these three statements, how do you score? Do you think before you speak? Sometimes it's good even to write out what you need to say. Thoughts become clearer. Love enters in. Do you speak truthfully in love that you enter into someone else's life with care and with words of encouragement? Jesus says in Matthew 15, verse 18, let the things that come out of your mouth truly come from your heart. There is that connection out of our heart, the words of our mouth. And so that we would indeed let the things that come out of our mouth truly come from our heart, a heart that is focused on on serving the Lord Jesus, showing his love, that we would let Jesus build into our lives so that we can, in word and deed, be an encouragement to others. Let's pray together. Dear God, you love us so much. Help us to think before we speak. Help us to say words of encouragement to those around us. Give us, too, the reality of recognizing when we have said thoughtless words that we might ask for forgiveness. Father, help us to always speak the truth. Help us to speak the truth in love, to be encouraging, not discouraging. Let your power uh, work within us and that your word would speak into our lives in a truthful and encouraging way. That you would meet us where we live, that you would help us Think and speak in a truthful, loving way. In Jesus' name, amen.